Welcome to episode 6 of Storm the Norm, the fortnightly podcast where we pick up norms that come in the way of businesses succeeding in a disruptive world. I am Narayan and I am Anisha Motwani. Anisha, what norm are we looking at storming this week? A few weeks back, we had stormed the norm that CEOs of family-owned businesses had it easier than professional CEOs. There's another norm to be explored in flipping the scenario around. Simply put, it's this. Professional CEOs can never make successful entrepreneurs. It sounds right intuitively. I mean, we have MBAs, Masters of Business Administration everywhere, and I've never yet heard of ME or Masters of Entrepreneurship running companies anywhere. Seems like you can either be a manager or an entrepreneur. Before we get down to exploring this at a business level, uh, let's just try and break it down at a more fundamental human level. There are those of us who even as kids would see a puddle and jump into it yeah. or see a red button and press it to see what would happen. And then there are those of us who wait to see what happens when that other kid presses the red button and then decide what's the prudent thing to do. That's one basic trait that delineates the two kinds of people. The risk appetite. You know, I have jumped in puddles and I have pressed red buttons, but I don't know if I'm an entrepreneur. But that's a really beautiful way to break it down. And it makes the norm seem even more irrefutable. Now let's bring it in the business context. An entrepreneur is in charge of building a business, often from nothing. Hmm. Whereas a professional has a ready business to run. Hmm. There is a qualitative difference between the two. A business that's a blank canvas to begin with is characterized by informality, a lack of systems and processes, and it's a little more free-spirited and casual in nature. Yeah. So what we're saying is professionals can be good managers, maybe sometimes even great leaders, but they can never be entrepreneurs. Uh, I think never is not the word that I would use. It takes a unique and very different kind of professionals to succeed in an entrepreneurial world and that's why there aren't too many of them. So to put this norm to the test, we roped in someone who's been making news recently in the world of advertising and in business in general. Ashish Bhaseen, the newly minted CEO of Tensu Aegis Network for the Asia-Pacific region. Ashish recently relocated to Singapore for the role and we met up with him there to get his views. If you know Ashish, he doesn't usually mince words. He's characteristically blunt and because of that, extremely sharp in the insightful way in which he storms this norm. So uh, Ashish, thank you so much for making time in the middle of this uh, enormous move that you've made over here to Singapore as well. Uh, thank you for making time for for storm the norm in the middle of all this and welcome. My pleasure. My pleasure. So in fact I'll use that uh, as as the context to uh, introduce the topic and ask you your point of view on this right so you've gone from leading india to leading south asia to leading greater south to now leading asia pacific right and and I use the word lead very deliberately over here and in all of this you've also made these big moves in terms of bringing entrepreneurs from the outside into into the network With that as context, I want to ask this question, this norm that we want to challenge, right? And then the norm is that professionals can never be entrepreneurs. What's your point of view on on this norm? Look, I completely disagree with that. Totally, <laughs> I expected I, I, that. If, if a uh, CEO or a professional is not an entrepreneur, frankly, he has no space in business today, right? Because business is hard today. 
whichever irrespective of whichever field you're in whichever market you're in it's much more competitive margins are under pressure etc and the entrepreneurial spirit is the only thing that will get you growing in such such an environment now um, speaking for advertising industry for example i think entrepreneurialism is the least valued quality while it actually should be most valued but in advertising you find very very few people who are the best business guys mm. who are best business entrepreneurs mm. and that's the reason while you may have some amount of good work happening some amount of awards happening in the industry but as an industry we are going downhill it's because we don't have enough businessmen and business and entrepreneurialism is very closely linked mm. so i think uh, i would completely challenge that norm and i would say it's actually the other way around uh, it is a it's a must have quality for a ceo and if a ceo does not have entrepreneurialism as a as a core capability he should not be made the, he or she should not be made the ceo this is one word that you use businessman if people in the business don't wear the business hat then they're not going to succeed is that a little misleading in the sense that when when you say businessman then everybody thinks of of cfo or an accountant or business development person but not necessarily an entrepreneur it's it, maybe it's just the words that we use no it's not because i think uh, first of all commercial savviness is uh, absolutely essential and the best of leaders will always be commercially savvy mm. i can give you an example of alec padamsi he was probably one of the most creative people i've met and i mm. used to work with him pretty uh, he was my super boss and i used to work very regularly with him he was perhaps the most commercially savvy person you'll ever meet mm. right mm. so entrepreneurialism or business focus does not necessarily have to fit into the square that you draw it in it can be in any person you will seldom find a successful example of an organization which is led by a person who has no business sense or no commercial sense and i think that needs to be appreciated particularly in times like these where what you were used to doing is not what's going to take you into the future that's when you need entrepreneurs and bringing in entrepreneurs also uh, helps bring in fresh blood it challenges a norm so to speak and therefore gets the best out of an organization even innovatively and the time when you really need entrepreneurs is when the times are tough because one thing entrepreneurs do better is that they are far more adaptable than the classic professional non entrepreneurial managers who are used to uh, a case study approach mm. they know if a happens then b has to be done if mm. b happens and f has to be done but life is not like that anymore mm. today a happens and z happens and g happens all together and then the bottom suddenly falls out of you and you still have to make your business grow mm. right so mm. i think mm. that's that's the change that's happening in the market i like that distinction you made it's not that professionals can't be entrepreneurs in fact what you're saying professionals must be entrepreneurs absolutely so what's probably the most important trait that you need to be an entrepreneur well i think uh, the most important trait is to have sensible risk taking ability mm. uh, sometimes as professionals we become completely risk averse right and why i say sensible is that you're not playing in a casino mm. so mm. Uh, so therefore you have to have that responsibility and accountability to your shareholders but if you do not take risks if you don't challenge the uh, established norms you'll never be successful in that sense so i think the biggest and many people actually get scared of taking risks mm. because they're it's out of their comfort cocoon mm. it's out of what they've been used to doing for 100 years mm. so uh, that risk take inherent sensible risk taking ability in a balanced manner i think that's key the second thing is adaptability mm. by definition 
no two in our business field where advertising no two days are alike no two hours are alike right. every day a new challenge comes on to you right if you're not entrepreneurial you'll have a one size fits all solution for every circumstance obviously that's not right in today's day and age entrepreneurs because they're more grounded they're more adaptable are more agile they're able to handle these better the third one everybody thinks being entrepreneur is great stuff you make a lot of money you do very well nobody understands how hard and how lonely it is uh, and the third uh, therefore leading to the third point is resilience mm. today business mm. is about not just about doing the thing right it's about doing that thing right 24 by 7 365 days all the time and doing more and more of it and adapting it and it needs resilience it's mm. hard work mm. you can be professional but if you do not have that element of entrepreneurialism in it you will never be able to spot the new opportunities and make your business agile and adaptable mm. and i think that's the distinction and that's the reason why every professional needs to be an entrepreneur i love the word sensible that you used when you talk about risk taking right i think you associate entrepreneurs with a certain reckless risk taking approach but what you're saying is if you don't kind of temper that with sensibility then what's the point of that risk appetite oh that's right i mean history is full of examples of entrepreneurs who took great risks and are now buried under 6 feet of <laughs> gravel right so yeah. the very definition of entrepreneur is that you are risking either you're risking your capital or your time or something you're risking so there is always that inherent risk element mm. but where is the sensibility comes in is exactly this that you take a balanced approach you take measured risks you learn from there and then you and then you grow your business mm. right mm. so sensible in risk i would think sensible as to in fact outweigh risk particularly in today's uh, environment you can't be cavalier and the worst types of leaders or professionals or entrepreneurs that i'm seeing today are those who've got money very easily some vc has 500 million dollars has given it to you and you spending it like it's it's monopoly money and i think those are the kind of guys who will make most senseless entrepreneurs mm. i'm a big believer not just in bottom line but in actual cash coming in that's the only measure of success mm. of a business mm. i'm not very enamored by businesses that are showing lots of very attractive uh, metrics of success and yeah. valuations but in the end are not solving a consumer problem and not making enough cash solving that consumer problem there are more failed entrepreneurs by the way than there are failed professionals because mm. when you're a professional you can hide under longevity under tenure get away change your job etc when you're an entrepreneur if you fail you fail and then you then it's very difficult to again get money and there are several examples where people do succeed but then it's very hard to get off the ground again make get some money again get funding again build something else few are able to do this with the startup culture that we are seeing it seems like there is an over celebration of failure it's like a badge of honor that you wear that look at me how big i have failed are we seeing like just teetering between two extremes i think it is i am not a very big fan of failure okay. uh, right yes you as an entrepreneur you will face failure and in fact as a professional also you will face failure and that's part of life and you have to learn from it but it really isn't something that needs to be over celebrated mm. you got to learn from it you got to quickly move on because mm. the ultimate aim is not to gather how many failures you've had the ultimate aim is to see how you've used that learning to become a very successful entrepreneur mm. right mm. so what's amazing me a bit is that people have started celebrating the interim step that i've had 16 failures so therefore i'm you know it's very hip to say that i think what needs to be celebrated is i've learned from the, in the journey and i've built a damn good successful business and i have a track record of building good successful businesses mm. the one thing that in my mind distinguishes 
an entrepreneur from a professional is actually passion. Mm. It's easy to have passion once. And, uh, and the deal is that how do you and every morning at 9.30 bring in the same amount of passion as, as you did on day one. And frankly, if you're not able to do it, you should hang your boots and go home. Yeah. So I think that's the big thing. Entrepreneurs have passion. Mm. We've got to learn how to harness that passion in the right way. And that distinguishes a normal state copybook old world professional from an entrepreneurial professional. I like this phrase that you've coined, entrepreneurial professional. So on that note, uh, thank you so much for making time once more. Thank you, Narayan. Thank you for coming all the way to Singapore. <laughs> <laughs> I can do this anytime you want. <laughs> thank you so much. What do you think, Anisha? There are some seeming paradoxes in what Ashish spoke about, but what stood out for me was how he unflinchingly called out both the positives and negatives. For example, there's a certain reckless pursuit of risk and an equally reckless celebration of failure in the current entrepreneurial landscape. I also like the term Ashish coined, entrepreneurial professional. Uh, it's a tongue twister. It speaks to what we need to absorb from both sides. And uh, let me... Uh, push this a little further. It's a bit of an exception which may go to prove the rule. But over the last seven, eight, nine odd years, what Ashish has done with the Densuijis network, he's absorbed about 23 different companies into the group, all of them entrepreneurs at some time. And he's managed to streamline multiple cultures, multiple ways of working, multiple people into one way. And in one sense, that amalgamation is is an entrepreneurial venture in itself. But what's more difficult, what's even more rare, is to go from being that successful corporate to actually become an entrepreneur in your own right. Falguni Nair is such a beautiful example of a very successful professional. 19 years of being an investment banker, MD of Kotak Mahindra Bank, and she started Naika, which is today the ubiquitous beauty business, e-commerce business in India. Samir Bhatia, you know, ex-City Bank who founded Equifax Credit Bureau in India is another such great example. Uh, but let me say that there aren't too many that come to your mind very quickly. But sounds like what you're saying is to balance the pioneering spirit of the entrepreneur with the stabilizing methods of professionals. That you have a brilliant idea that has the potential to change the world is of little interest to anyone until you actually make it happen. And it is this period of time that defines the difference between an industry professional and entrepreneur. So Anisha, what does it take to achieve all of this? Do you have the five fundas to give to our audience and what stars to align for this? There is a lot that Ashish has said. We started talking about the risk appetite. We started talking about the passion. Those are some of the things that I'm not going to touch upon because those are like hygiene traits for you to become a, you know, a successful entrepreneur. So let me try and see if I can find some new ones. The first STN funder for me is you will need endless curiosity. You can't give someone a curiosity shot or an injection. Okay, it's not something that can be injected as a dose. There has to be an inbuilt trait. That's the best way in which your business can go from beta to a go-to-market stage. Because what you start off with and what you eventually end towards and the product that you take to the market could be very different. Okay, mm. Unless and until you're curious, unless and until you're observant, unless and until you're actually open to listening and 
finding out new stuff you will never do justice to your idea mm. so for me the first one is the need for endless curiosity and curiosity not just at an individual level but having to foster an environment of curiosity all throughout the ecosystem of your little operating unit that you have mm. because it's not just you who has to be curious because somebody else can kill your curiosity mm. the entire team that is working with you hmm. and the environment that you've created is such that people are willing to be curious hmm. so making modifying molding an organization to be curiosity led is a key ingredient absolutely well said okay the second one and i think linked to curiosity is a willingness to look stupid okay i'm good at and that <laughs> <laughs> and there are lots of times where you would say that it's okay i'm not feeling embarrassed hmm we touched upon this even in the last episode where we spoke about the importance of asking stupid questions take this one step further and be willing to look stupid there's no embarrassment in trying new things and making mistakes while doing so and when you make yourself comfortable with this then you're actually building your ability to constantly try out new things i think i'm going to be a good entrepreneur i'm good at this <laughs> <laughs> you don't need just one trait okay we'll figure out the rest <laughs> The next one is an interesting one and I made that transition from being a professional to trying to be an entrepreneur in in many ways a willingness to lose your identity. It's intriguing talk more about that. My identity was linked to my role was linked to the organization that I was in the level at which I was uh that is what defined my professional identity. I've had to dissolve junk all of it. and start from almost a zero base to try and create my new identity and that at many times starts pinching you more than the effort and the hard work and the all the other things in many ways it's a very spiritual experience as well to define and shape your own identity on your own terms and conditions and it's a beautiful journey but you, when you are going through it the initial couple of years are a little difficult that sounds like a profound transformation not too many people will be ready for in fact it occurs to me i saw this profile of indra nuiz on linkedin a few weeks back and it was interesting she described herself i think as ex ceo of pepsi so closely linked to that past identity the next one is also linked to this one that i just talked about willingness to be obscure the lack of an audience and coworkers is very very palpable hmm you get your energy from people around you hmm. you get your energy from the nods that you get when people look at the way you work the reassurances sometimes even the criticism so in an entrepreneurial world you become obscure yeah. there isn't too much of a support system or an ecosystem around you that's constantly nudging acknowledging reviewing critiquing what you're doing within the organizations that employ brilliant and or creative individuals talent is cultivated and rewarded colleagues compensations job reviews promotions provide regular feedback and shine a light on success and failure as an entrepreneur these stimuli are lacking most of the time you have only your own conviction to rely on profound okay that's four down what's the last one the last one is the grit and stamina we've spoken about it earlier even ashi spoke about it but the ability to persist when no one's watching for an extended duration it requires some determination without anyone telling you what to do or compensating you for your progress uh, how long will your conviction hold 
the number of variables that have the potential to eliminate your resolve make the commitment required as an entrepreneur pretty impressive mm. and this extends beyond your income and identity mm. the way i would like to sum this up is something that i had read somewhere which said that in an entrepreneurial mode you need to lead like you are in charge of a combat unit on the wrong side of the enemy lines whether it's all for one or one for all i found this pretty interesting and i just thought you know i'll i'll bring it here yeah. because that's how it really feels and it ties in beautifully with the point about grit and stamina and, and the point is we all chase excellence and we forget that excellence is a once in a while phenomenon it's not achievable on a daily basis without grit and stamina if you don't have the stamina to persist that's not going to happen absolutely okay fantastic so as with every episode there are many things i've picked up from storming this norm but if i had to highlight one it would be this the question is not if professionals can be entrepreneurs in fact to succeed in a disruptive world professionals must be entrepreneurs and find the right balance between the two to become as ashi said entrepreneurial professionals but i think importantly that's the only way for even successful professionals to make the transition to become an entrepreneur and that's why i think the degree masters in entrepreneurship is very much needed at a fundamental education level that sounds like a business opportunity absolutely <laughs> so that brings us to the end of episode 6 of storm the norm this is narayan and anisha signing off for now you can catch us on apple podcasts and soundcloud by just searching for storm the norm we'll be back with a new episode in 2 weeks thank you and talk to you soon bye